This content contains podcast. This adult. This, this adult contains, contains podcast content. content. <laughs> adult content, be advised. Enjoy the episode. Idiot. I'm not specifically seeking out two girls, one boy. Well, we are. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Good evening. <laughs> that wasn't me trying to be spooky. That's just how I we, talk. We know. <laughs> it's not even dark out while we're recording. No, but welcome to our uh, Christmas special. No, <laughs> Halloween special. Oh my God, are we going to do a Christmas special? Of course we are. Yeah. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Okay. We're going to do three shows that aren't worthy of their own episode and we're just gonna put them in this one minisodes minisodes well we we actually discussed this where we were gonna um release three small episodes um sort of within a week of each other but i'm just gonna put the whole thing together there's a reason for this the main reason is they're genuinely not good enough to be their own episodes and the other reason is, um, you know, Amicus, is it Amicus or Abacus uh, Films? I want to say Abacus. Abacus. I think it's Abacus Films. No, it is Amicus. Um, so it was a film company, film production studio in the 60s in Britain, and they were famous for their uh, horror films. And they did horror um, portmanteau films. So that was basically a bunch of different horror stories all pushed into one film and like ghost stories like ghost stories yeah and the most famous use of this structure is actually the simpsons treehouse Mm. of horror Mm. oh the league of gentlemen did it as well for their own halloween special and the way that these things work is they they start off with like quite a good one and then they (laughs) have the middle one being a fairly forgettable one and the end one is the really scary one. So, for that reason, I've decided that we're going to... If if it's okay with you, the way we're going to do this is Laura talks about... What is it? Billy and Mandy? Yeah, the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Then we have Mona the Vampire from Meg. And then I'll finish with the Spooks of Bottle Bay. Okay. Well, because it's cool. the really scary one or because it's the worst one? Uh, but I mean, I guess both. It is very scary. But not, I don't think, in the way they intended. I think it's so scary. I mean, we can save this, but it's just, it's scary in the atmosphere that it is unintentionally created for itself. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does absolutely make sense. So shall we kick things off with Laura's... Yes. I mean, I I was I started this episode and I saw the both of them just as I was talking and doing the intro, just staring at their phones, like both of them, which has never happened before. And now I realise that like they've actually done their research for this. <laughs> no, no, just no, no. The reason uh, Laura, presumably the reason Laura was staring at her phone was because she's done research and has written notes down. But the reason I was staring at my phone was because there's so little to say about Mona the Vampire. <laughs> I was quickly, hurriedly seeing if I could find anything else. <laughs> it was just blind panic, else. Just blind panic. <laughs> well, I appreciate that you're both, you know, <laughs> 
working on the episode as we're doing it. But yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'll just get into it. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I would. <laughs> the We've got some fajitas <laughs> waiting in the other room. <laughs> The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mary actually started as a show called Grim and Evil, which I, I haven't seen, so I can't say much about, but that started in 2001, and it was like a shorter vignettes thing, and it was a popular one, so they were like, let's make a whole show. Uh, um, what episode did you watch? I watched the first episode, and okay. I watched the Trick or Treat episode. Excellent. Okay, and you watched the Halloween episode. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. get the first one to work. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, so I I haven't watched it since I was a kid, so it started in 2001, the same year that uh grim and evil did and it went till 2007 so i watched this the whole time i was a kid i loved this show uh it follows two kids billy who is to put it as mildly as i can a massive fucking idiot (laughs) and um mandy who is terrified she's she's a little girl but she's like very cynical grumpy goth coded wednesday adams vibes Yeah. yeah wednesday adams but like more because it's a cartoon so she can do whatever she wants yeah she's evil she's well, evil. wednesday she's evil. adams has also been cartoonified yeah. oh crazy chopping charlie don't come knocking at my door who are you i'm hamlet to be or not to be that is the question ah! billy it's us it's a costume. I don't get it. It's Halloween, you idiot! <gasps> Halloween! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so they... They trick the Grim Reaper into... It, well, it, it's into their slave, but he's their friend, right? Uh, yeah, they make a deal with death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, they do, like, a limbo competition, uh, and they win... Uh, the Grim Reaper in this is Jamaican. He was originally... Yeah, I liked that. I liked it as well. He was supposed to be Swedish. Oh! No, Jamaican's better. <laughs> and, like, the, the act, the voice actor doing it is, is Jamaican, and apparently the Swedish accent just kind of went, and it... So in Grim and Evil, he sounds more Swedish. Was it a Jamaican actor doing yeah. a Swedish accent? Yeah, as far as I know. Okay. And then it just became more Jamaican, and they were like, you know what, that actually works better. Because the limbo thing was there before they made him Jamaican. Yeah. So they were like, you know, this works a lot better. Um, and I, I actually really like it as well. I remember watching it again this time going, oh yeah, he's Jamaican. I mean, I was watching the first episode and I thought, this is a little bit Jamaican, but it's also something else. Yeah. And then I watch a later one and it is yeah. fully Jamaican. I felt bad, like knowing that he is actually a Jamaican actor and I was yeah. ready to be like, what a weird Jamaican accent. <laughs> I, I think he, he grew up in the US, but like he is Jamaican. So he, his accent might not be that one, but yeah. Uh, Greg Eagles, if anyone. The way wants. he says scythe, which he does multiple times. Yeah. It's so good. I really yeah. like it. I enjoyed this. Ta-da! I'm the Green Reaper. <laughs> Grim, I'm going to borrow your scythe for tonight, okay? Just be careful, you twerp. I'll be super careful. 
What did I tell you about Masaif? I love this show. Um, I think, like, Mandy's, like, really clever and evil. <laughs> and I think I just vibed a lot with Mandy. Yeah, so they, every, uh, the first few episodes are, are vignette episodes, so there's, like, two-minute episodes. So there's, like, four of them in one episode. And then it's longer episodes, because the trick-or-treat one is a 20-minute long episode, which is what I remembered them being. So when I watched the first episode and it was these shorter ones, I was like, oh. I don't remember that, but yeah. Um, so once they win the limbo yeah. competition, yeah, I think was it Mandy's idea or Death's idea to do where, limbo? No, to to say if I lose, I'll have to become your best friend forever for all eternity. I think it was Billy's probably uh, the one that said okay. best friend. Okay. Mandy would say slave, right? <laughs> like a hundred percent. Mandy would never say best friend. <laughs> they just go around having you know grim adventures um, and the like scope of these adventures and how utterly universe shattering they are really varies episode to episode there's one episode where they try and make mandy smile and the balance of the universe is thrown off because she <laughs> doesn't smile and then they get her to smile but it's not a real smile so the the balance is fine i think american cartoons for kids are better than generally i think better than yeah. british ones because they're like way more zany and there's so much more for adults in there. Like there's actual comedy in there. Yeah. I think the only, really the only time Britain did this was with The Secret Show, which again is like, oh, when are we going to do it? Soon. Oh, soon. I love it. It's, oh. it's so highly stylized in a way that basically every American cartoon is and almost no British cartoons right. are. And when I was watching this, I was like, I'd seen like images of it throughout my life, um, but I'd never seen it because I never watched any. I didn't have yeah. what Nick Junior, Nickelodeon, whatever it was on this Disney. This is Cartoon Network. Well, that one as yeah. well, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is obviously yeah. like a sort of two thousands yeah. American cartoon. You would, I, I love Cartoon like Cartoon Network stuff from when we were kids is always going to be like special to me because they are the ones that they, for whatever reason, like two thousand to two thousand nine. They put in a lot of money and a lot of effort into kids' cartoons for Cartoon Network because they're all really stylized. They're all, they all have the same vibe of Cartoon Network, but they're all individual enough that they don't feel like the same show. And they're all like, people cared about them. People wrote them. They're funny, et cetera. Um, they even have cameos in each of the shows. Like Mandy is in um, The Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, which I guess is such a cool concept. We should do that one one day, but I don't know when we'd fit that in. Um and yeah, the, you can watch them and go, oh yeah, this is clearly a Cartoon Network show if you know the vibe, but it's still so different from the other ones. And Cartoon Network had this thing, they still do it, but when you look at it now and you look at it then, it's like kind of sad now. When uh, there's like a preview bit before the show starts and they have a cinema theater full of all the Cartoon Network characters. Aww. When we were kids, it was full, right? It was absolutely full of like Johnny Bravo Billy and Mandy, uh, the the guys from Foster's Home for Imaginary People, the kids next door, etc. Now it's like ten characters. That's really sad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, guess it's Halloween and it's Cartoon Network we're talking about. So I should bring up. I'm not going to talk about it because we could talk forever. Oh, yeah. But over the garden wall. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it Cartoon Network? It was Cartoon Network. Yeah. Oh. Well, because Cartoon Network's also Adult Swim, and I just feel like that group of people are all weird. And they, yeah, and it's kind of like there's a group of people in the UK, the Horrible Histories people, that specialise in making comedy for everyone. 
that is for adults and children yeah. and it feels like this sort of u.s sect <laughs> over the garden wall has always felt a bit too existential for me to be for kids even though it's a cartoon and it looks like it's for kids yeah. you watch it and you're like oh <laughs> the thing is i don't think if you're a kid you're aware of that no no i i, I completely agree with you like as as we have learnt through many of the shows we've done, kids aren't thinking, oh, this isn't appropriate for me. <laughs> yeah, I should, I should have been thinking that about um, the spooks of Bottle Bay, but we will get to that. Um, did you notice, I I tried not to do too much research into yeah, this yeah. because this is yours, yeah. but um, the woman that plays uh, yeah. uh, Mandy... Grey Griffin. Grey DeLiesel, she was called or is now called, or... But She's yes. Several different portmanteaus <laughs> yeah but she uh is mandy and emily elizabeth from yeah clifford. i i noticed i was like looking i was like oh yeah she's also in clifford the big red dog yeah, she is p- prolific across oh yeah well i played her yeah. real basically uh, a few yeah. episodes ago so yeah one of the reasons i loved it when i was a kid is because matt okay billy is an extremely simple character right Grimm. I love him in every sense <laughs> he's of the word a he's simple. but a child like <laughs> yeah sorry when they're kids, oh, they're just thick though. Aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> you will grow up. I can't. You can't call a child a bimbo, right? Yeah. But um, he is a thicky. But you no-brain. can you can call him a thicky no brain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then Grimm's also pretty simple, despite being a centuries-old mythical creature. Love his cape. I love the constant swirls. Mandy is weirdly complex because she is shown a couple times to be a girly girl. Like she's wearing pink, she's wearing flowers, she's got a, she's got an Alice band in, but she also loves goth rock. Yeah, she doesn't doesn't look like Wednesday Adams. No, except oh, she was also the only one designed specifically not to have a nose. That's because Billy took up all the nose that was available. Because <laughs> Grom doesn't have a nose. He has a triangle. Yeah, but it's not a nose. He is a skeleton. Yeah, it's a he hole. is a skeleton. It it specifically, is the absence of something. Yeah. Other other characters. We're talking have about nose holes again. <laughs> <laughs> again, what's the best hole? <laughs> I know my answer. Someone laugh. Someone laugh to make I it worth laughing. it. <laughs> Actually, on the nose. Laura holes. just went. <laughs> on the note of false, I think in the, the of in the first episode with Billy and Randy like together, not in their show before that, they are discussing trepanning. What's that? Trepanning. Oh, trepanning. The act of putting a yeah. hole into someone's skull for medical reasons. That that's my favorite hole. What the, the <laughs> hole that isn't supposed to be there is your favorite hole? Well, she's got a lot of piercings to be fair, so she's just like holes that aren't supposed to be yeah. there. They're not my favourite, though. No. My piercing. They're not my personal favourite holes. Yeah, my holes aren't your personal favourite holes. <laughs> Surprise at that, isn't yeah. it? Is it? I don't get much use out of those holes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll move on to Mona the Vampire. Yeah. Is this completely expected that this was one of my favourite shows when I was a little girl? I don't know. I didn't... I never thought about it. I mean... I'm looking at you right now, and yesterday Laura got sort of black roots and read everything else, and it looks insane. You look amazing. Thank you. So you do look kind of spooky Evil. season right now, yeah. But yesterday, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, Surprising, yes, in the sense that it's a TV show you've heard of. 
<laughs> you know, we bring up shows all the time and you're like, I haven't got a clue what that is. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard what, of it. Don't I don't know. What, I don't know what secret show is. Um, <laughs> you're going to love it. <laughs> no, because I, I've, I, I must have been able to watch this somehow because I remember watching it as a kid as mm. well. So it wouldn't surprise me if it was a CITV mm. Oh, I think it thing. was. Maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if a bunch of these shows did end up on CITV because there shouldn't be a base assumption that a British kid will have Cartoon Network. So no. there, there's still incentive for them to sell it to yeah. CITV. And it made sense because CITV wasn't putting as much money into its own stuff anyway. It was getting things from other places. Yeah. Which we but now I... know from our history lesson last time. Go back and listen. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely watched it. I rem- remember watching it because I... Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd forgotten that... Clearly, I'd never watched the very first episode and then I couldn't mm. get it to load, so I didn't know that it was like a bet or a dare that they got... Well, it's because it's Grim Reaper. He, all, all he does... If he's interacting with humans, he's, he's making deals. He's playing games. He's playing games. Limbo. <laughs> that was a great trick, Mandy. All in a night's work. Why do people do tricks on Halloween? I suppose that's partly my fault. You see, it all started a long time ago, here in Innsville, when it was just a tiny village. Now every village has its problems, and Jack was Innsville's problem. Now Jack was a pleasant guy. It's just that he had this one weakness. He loved pulling pranks. It's a very, very good concept for a show, though, I think. If death made a deal with you, what game would you try and beat him at? Oh, Turkish open um, water. Turkish open water. Yeah. Which That's we'll a- need to... Either you need to cut that or I need to explain it's what it a, is. Well, it's a card game. We didn't know the name of it. So it's these like, two said uh, Turkish Turkey open water. water. It's like fancy pimped up snap. Kind of. Kind of. Good game. I probably would say that as well. I yeah. don't think I'm better at a there's, single game. There's no guarantee that I would win that. I would have to do something that I'm... Double. Do- no, not even. No. Last what time we I... played double, I won every game. <laughs> <laughs> what game would I? This is the thing because chess is the one, the like go to for the Grim Reaper, right? Definitely that's what they would not play chess. That's what no. they play in The Sims. I have no fucking clue how to play chess. I had to ask Meg to complete a puzzle for me in a video game because it was chess based. <laughs> and even I was surprised that I was good enough at chess to to do it the thing is because it's a it was a it was a like side quest in a video game all you really needed to know was the rules in order to complete it (laughs) and laura doesn't even know those the the game i'm best at is dead fishes what's dead fishes it's a game that children play at the end of parties to calm them down but they don't realize it's to calm them down it's who can stay still on the floor the longest i'm really good at it but if but i imagine that death would also be really good at it so if i challenged him to a game of dead fishes like i I would just die before (laughs) before it's over which sort of defeats the the object you're challenging death at playing dead yeah (laughs) i think i think the key here isn't choose the game you're best at it's choose the game that you would beat death at Oh sure, because yeah, you okay. can't. If the game you're actually best at, death would be better than you are. Mm-hmm. All you need to think is the, a game you're you're better at death than. Yeah, or one that you're definitely more familiar with. That's why I go with Turkish Open Water because there's no guarantee they've even heard of it. It's genius. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, play a game you made up. Yeah, just make up a game and just be like, this is... And as you're going, you're like, ah, this card means I win. Eternal life. You got like it. cups in Friends. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Happy Halloween! Come on, Nandy. Wait, we didn't get our treat. So? So now we must trick. Ooh, I love tricks. What's a trick? Shh, what's a trick? Hold this, I'll show you. That's Billy and Mandu. Okay, ah. give me a second to wake my foot up. Okay. I've got to sit in a... No, not that foot, Jesus Christ. I was clearly miming. I've got to sit in a specific way because I fell down the stairs at the weekend. I've got a huge bruise on my foot. And, um, huge bruise. And my other foot's gone to sleep. <laughs> anyway, it's Moan of the Vampire. Is it any surprise that it's based on a book? It felt super scholastic. Yeah, no, it yeah, did yeah. feel. I don't think it was, but it did feel very scholastic. I actually googled to see if it was PBS. I think. I mean, it was on PBS. I don't know who made it. Um, but it has got the best theme song of all time. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it it's not even interesting because it was co-produced by three different studios in three different countries. Oh, wow. It okay. was, um, a... that might lend itself to the neutrality of the show. I felt quite neutral. Well, about it. yeah, because it was quite, it was co produced by a production company set in Hong Kong, which did series three, a French production company, series three and four, and then the Independent Production Fund, which was Canadian because it's a Canadian show. Mm. You um, could tell by the way they were talking, they were, they sounded very Canadian. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> so presumably then, I mean, I know, I know it was aired in France as well, but, you know, dubbed in, into French, but I presumably it was French-Canadian? Potentially. I mean, it makes sense if something is produced in Canada to also be in French. <laughs> yeah, it was, so yeah, so it was based on some books um, written and illustrated by a woman called Sonia Holliman, who, um, is it? I mean, she she wrote books... <laughs> I did, I did see that the woman that wrote the lyrics for the theme song has done so much in kids' TV. Interestingly, though, the, well, the woman who wrote the lyrics, yes, but the woman who sung it, the, a lot of people weirdly were unofficially credited or not credited at all. So the woman who um, did the song, I'm going to have to find it, hold on. But her name was even spelt wrong. Really? In the credits. Yeah, so the three, the theme music was composed um, by Judy Henderson and Ju- Judy Rothman, but the, it was performed by a woman called Lulu Hughes, 
who is apparently quite famous in her or quite well known in her circle, but it, her name is spelt wrong. Oh, she's, I, I don't believe she's credited at all in the actual episodes, but she was qu- then credited on the website or online retrospectively. That's and her awful. name was spelt like, her name is spelt L U L U, and it was spelt mm. with the O's as well. Oh. Imagine if you were an unknown, even in your own circle. <laughs> nobody knows me even my friends yeah, yeah it'd be terrible but she's the best thing about the show genuinely yeah. yeah no because that i remember when we were like looking at um different different um theme tunes on youtube and mona the vampire came up and it felt really really nostalgic to me and i remember really really enjoying it mm. and on re-watching it i thought eh. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. It's there's absolutely nothing. I think it's a brilliant concept for a show and I'll get into that in a moment. There's nothing untoward about it really, apart from one episode where she is at a Chinese restaurant with her mum and dad and the whole episode revolves around the fortune cookies that you get at a Chinese restaurant and so the episodes are kind of split between, and, and there's almost no indication as to which world you're in other than what Mona is wearing. So split between the real world and kind of her imagination of the town she lives in. For 10 years before coming to power at the ripe old age of 30, Caesar conquered Rome's most dangerous enemies. Conquer Earth. You are powerless against us. Today, Caesar is considered the father of the Roman Empire. Oh, yeah! Since you have such a strong opinion, Mona, perhaps you'd like to tell us what you know about Julius Caesar. Um, didn't they name a month after him? Oh, that's right, Mona. July! And in the her own version of the world, she keeps visiting the, like... Chinese oracle about these predictions that have been made on these um fortune cookies and this guy is I don't know I don't know if it mm. it's not it's not necessarily bad intentioned but it's on it's badly researched yeah. and culturally insensitive it's culturally insensitive and probably is a white man doing a Chinese accent um but besides that sort of kind of culturally insensitive things that was rife yeah <laughs> it still is but especially in like i mean two weeks season. in a row we had a white man doing a chinese accent last week it's also it's weird the mine of uh fortune cookies gets the weird like exoticism treatment or like in orientalism stuff that happened in the 2000s like i can think of off the top of my head like three or four examples of that happening in what? media from when we were kids like freaky friday does it yeah yeah, it's, my yeah. problem with um, Mona the Vampire is I think it's a very sweet show. Like the idea of these three friends who dress up and solve mysteries around the town. So Mona's the vampire. Her friend Lily is Prin- Princess Giant Princess is her Giant, alter yeah. ego, okay. and her friend Charlie is Zapman. Zapman. He's the only one that makes sense because I was I okay. I was sleepy when I was watching this episode, right? So I was getting really confused. <laughs> well, I think it's confusing because 
there is almost nothing to indicate when yeah. they're in her imagination and yeah, when they're that not. Was, yeah. And also, like, it's supposed to be that, like, there is a logical explanation for everything that's happening, but she's a kid, so she yeah. doesn't realise. But I didn't get it either. Like, so much was happening, it just felt incredibly real and there wasn't enough differentiation. Yeah. I'm like, well, how, the only thing that splits up these two things yeah. is... Like, you know in Arthur, where they have the sort of ripple effect to do yeah. a flashback i yeah i was sat there going expecting some co- honest to god i remembered mona being her friend not her and then i watched and i was like oh she's mona i was expecting maybe a color grading change between fantasy and real. the thing that actually really really started to grate on me in these episodes was the ripple effect and the sound effect uh, the sound effect to the flashback because yeah. it, it, it i started to find it really 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 annoying and it was overused it like, was it would overused, be used yeah. like twice in a minute and it wouldn't even transition you anywhere mm. it was very weird is that the town clock since when does it have a bell maybe mr croner added it strikes at noon. I guess it still needs adjustments. Snuck! My grape soda's gone flat. It was fine when I opened it. My hat! Where's my hat? <gasps> my wallet! Oh. Where's my cane? Someone took my lunchbox! You probably left it at home. No way! I had Yahoo cakes! I never forget those! Charlie... Are sundials accurate? Unless you knock them out of whack. Well, something's out of whack. This says it's now one o'clock. I don't think there's a logical explanation for everything that's going on. I'm firmly against. Because there's sometimes where it's like, but no, the time one, there's no logic. Yeah, it's never explained. Even when they're not dressed up as vampires. Yeah, there's a guy that is like stopping time so he can commit crimes. and And so he can become a child again. Yeah, it's very strange and like... I don't know. It's not clearly signposted (laughs) enough, basically. Maybe as a kid you roll with it, but as an adult I'm like, no, wait, what's going on? (laughs) And it's Arthur uses it in a really good way. Interestingly, the um, theme song is, I believe, written by the same person, as by the same people as the Arthur. Really? It's got a similar vibe. I think Arthur's got more money in it. Arthur is like a, yeah, the, it it all feels very scholastic, right? Yeah. Um, the Arthur theme song is, I mean, we'll obviously do Arthur at some point. But I do like, recognise Arthur. Yeah, Just it's, that out it's a sort of reggae vibe. It's yeah. really good. And the Mona the Vampire song is, it's so good. But the, I can't remember specifically, Meg, maybe you can tell us what Judy Rothman has done, who wrote the lyrics to this song. She's just got a very long IMDb, basically. Mm. Judy Rothman does absolutely loads of stuff. Like, she's not just a lyricist. She's like a producer, a screenwriter, an author. Oh, good And she's that, yeah. worked on Arthur. Although, I, don't, I actually don't know if she wrote the lyrics. I thought she did. She she may well have done. Um, Angelina Ballerina. Bill oh. and Ted's Excellent Adventures. Um, what, the, the movie? No, the 1991 series. Ah, okay. Okay. <laughs> the, the movie is 
based, based on. on yeah yeah the kids version <laughs> yeah and she she's been nominated for seven emmys oh wow yeah <laughs> done bloody loads that's really impressive mm. i wish they'd credited the the singer better though that happened a lot in kids tv didn't it like just shoddy crediting yeah, I think I sometimes they would like get people in to just outsource things being yeah. done and then never ever credit the person. And now the kind of laws and stuff that we have around intellectual property are probably different to Definitely then. Definitely more stringent. Yeah. So now you've got like when you go to the cinema and you watch a film, no, if you stay till the very, very end of the credits, um, you, I mean, you're there for another twenty minutes, yeah. Because they're cre- they're crediting every single yeah. person that's had anything to do with it. I really enjoy the dynamic of three best friends, one of whom is a boy and two of whom are girls. I like that. Yeah, I, that it gives. Um, it's very sweet. It gives loads of family vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I I like shout it out whenever, Arthur and Betty. <laughs> I like it when other shows, especially kids shows, have boys and girls be friends because i fucking hate the narrative that boys and girls can't be friends i it's like it happens quite a lot in kids tv like danny's house had two girls and a boy wolf blood had two girls and a boy and then ridian shows up and ruins that uh, i think Mandy. it's been i know that this is before the time but i feel like a lot of shows were trying to be like if we do two boys and a girl people are going to accuse of accusers of copying harry, harry potter. potter so they well do. they accuse percy jackson of that because there was two boys and a girl. Oh, but he's, wah, a, wah, he's wah. a satyr. It's different. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not, it's correct. I know. I'm not, I'm not replying to you. <laughs> They're terrible. It's all starting to make sense. They're terrible because they're not figure skaters. They're real historical figures. And the diabolical Waldo has somehow traveled into the past and stolen them from their real time periods. Now they're forced to skate in his show. Billy and Mandy did it. Um, I can't. Oh, yeah, no, no, it didn't. It did a boy, a girl, no, and, and death. death. Oh, so t- two boys and a girl. <laughs> uh, fairly Odd Parents kind of did it, but there's a married couple and a little boy, so I don't know how that one plays. Yeah, out. that is still two boys and a girl. <laughs> Laura, it's a really simple concept. We're talking two girls and a boy, not a married oh, couple just... and a child, not a boy and girl and death. Two girls. And a boy. I'm just talking about mixed gender friendships now. This has gotten very animated. Elsie <laughs> started like pointing fingers at uh, it's Laura. It's just not difficult, is it? I'm just talking about mixed <laughs> Yeah, Laura, idiot. I'm not specifically seeking out two girls, one boy. Well, we are. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Elsie. <laughs> She's taken her headphones off. <laughs> Are you not? Uh, You just stumble upon it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Laura, what's your favourite hole? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so essentially, cute concept, two girls and a boy. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there's... Isn't that a song in Cabaret? Yeah. (laughs) 
going around solving the town's mysteries and in Mona's little child head that there's there's a supernatural reason for these happenings and there's um villains and stuff but there's always like um a a justification like a real world justification for it apparently yeah apparently but like i said this confused me as an adult let alone as a child and do you always get the idea that like her friends are just like humoring her to be well no because no. i mean they've had to put a hole that's the thing is that her little fucking entourage follow her around in costume yeah. as well yeah. you and she's got a, a cat bodysuit and cape like what's his name uh that man is in it as much as mona like he's coming yeah and she's got a cat called fang and he wears little bat wings Aww. and there's like um a kind of girl at school that they all dislike who's called angelica and any relation to regrets <laughs> fuck knows i feel because it's it's younger than regrets so maybe it's like hey renowned mean girl angelica uh, okay yeah. and she's like spoiled and rich and the reason that she's rich is because her parents won the lottery (laughs) (laughs) it's not even generational that's so funny sometimes this character always those characters in stuff feel like descendants from um veruca salt yeah i see what you mean from charlie chocolate factory i went into Laura's room last night and did an impression of johnny depp's she's really good at it johnny depp's what willy wonka yeah go on you guess which bit i did uh oh oh yes yes i flicked my hair under and i went good morning starshine the earth says hello <laughs> horrible horrible stuff Laura <laughs> <I> went <laughs> <laughs> I, I i really don't like that willy wonka <laughs> so i'm sorry that this has been such a flop because i no we honest we, to god all i had to say was who wrote it we managed to get some content out of it if we could just find Waldo's time machine, we could take everybody back. What was it Einstein said? What goes up must come down. Here he comes again. What goes up must come down. That's it! The elevator! I bet he rewired the elevator into a time machine. Come on! The vampire seeds for our generation were planted fucking young. <laughs> I always, when I was watching it back, I thought that Mona gives off vibes of what I imagine Laura was like at school because she's walking around in like That's very funny. a red sort of Victorian style top, a skirt, and big brown loafers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I, was- I think oh, you're the only person I've ever met that wears loafers. <laughs> <laughs> She got nothing to say, folks. <laughs> I haven't worn loafers in years now. Well, you've not worn loafers in about two years. <laughs> That's multiple years. Yeah, but it's not yonks. It's not eons, <laughs> is it? Yonks or eons. <laughs> I do you think it's a bold and weirdly complicated shoe choice for an animated girl? Mm. You've got to animate those. They was quite a detailed animation. Yes, it was simultaneously quite flat and quite detailed, and yeah. just not very scary. It moved I in mean, a pretty janky way, actually. The I, I just to reiterate because, like, when Einstein was taught in the episode that we I watched, they go to the ice capades that's about history figures, and at one point, 
they're in the library studying and Einstein's just there. Yeah, it made no sense. At I all. was like, wait, what? I think the point of that was that in that episode, um, <clears throat> she thinks that um, people are escaping from history, but that's not the case. And it was just one of the reenactors. Right. Like, but but then she like snuck into the rehearsals and the ringleader was like abusing all of his actors and like they were real historical figures that missed yeah. their home and she basically had to use his time machine to get them back to where they came from. Yeah. But like the real world explanation makes no sense because it's like she still saw some actors being treated horribly. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was just weird. I, I worry for Mona. I think she needs <laughs> psychological help uh, because she's very invested in the world around her that is impossible being real. Like, yeah. she's seeing shit. You, you should definitely take her to a doctor. The time machine stuff did remind me of um, Black Adder. When they, they turn a cupboard. Well, when Boulder turns a cupboard into a time machine. I don't know. Don't know She's why. never getting medical help because her dad's a pushover and her yeah. mum's... Um, oh, what's the word? She's like a sceptic. So <laughs> her mum is too sceptical to think anything is could... Her mum doesn't believe in mental health. She's that sort of person. <laughs> oh, yes, and skeptical. her dad probably believes that the supernatural is real. He's that kind of person. How do they end up together? I don't understand. I don't know, but I like them. Do you? Yeah final thoughts on mona it's all right yeah it's all right shall we get into the really scary stuff oh did either of you read the mona books nope no i mean either let's move on all right the spooks of bottle bay <sighs> On the off say, I liked the setting. I thought that the actual town model was charming. Yes, I thought so as well. I think that there are things about this show that would so makes the- the- I, I think that that is precisely what makes it fucking horrible. So it's right. Let me tell you my history with the Spooks of Bottle Bay. My neighbour came home with a bunch of VHSs. Um, it feels like a VHS. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, the the version on YouTube is ripped from VHS. Yeah, it's got the what are, I, the, you know the lines the when you're watching a VHS. Yeah, yeah, VHS yeah. Tape yeah, yeah. And it was only ever released on VHS, and a lot of it is lost. It is lost media. Only some of it is watchable. There was about and they say you can't delete things. There's something like 36 episodes. You can watch about eight. Um, Good. Yeah. So. I, maybe it was me. I was invited <laughs> over to like look through all these maybe not that legit VHSs and one of them just has the word spooks in because of the sort of kid I was. I was like, oh, yes, that one. So I took that one home. She's actually Mona the Vampire as a child, not me. <laughs> and I, 
I watched this to death. I and I remember she wore out the she tape, slept, ladies she slept and gentlemen. With it. <laughs> she took it to school with her. It sat on took a chair. It, in the bath. it sat on a chair at the dinner table. <laughs> And then her mum and dad took her for medical intervention. <laughs> well, I don't remember any of it. I, I hardly remember anything. I just remember that I watched it a lot and that my mum hated it. For good reason. Yeah. I'm, I'm with I'm So, with like, a few years later, I was like, mum, do you remember the spooks of Bottle Bay? And she was like, oh, yeah. I don't I, know. I don't even know why we had that video in the house. I think we've got to the bottom of who lost it or did you ever have a period of your childhood where your mum was a- absent for a few years well what she was doing was she was collecting all the copies only of this at and night bur- and burning them she in. came home smelling slightly like gasoline yeah. <laughs> a little bit of tape around her wrist <laughs> it's, it's nothing it's not tape, tape. Yeah. yeah so spooks of bottle bay it starts off with you that you're zooming in to a ship on in a bottle on a mantelpiece and the story takes place within that tiny little town on the mantelpiece oh, yeah i saw that but i hadn't considered that that's like a solipsistic nightmare yeah <laughs> so it's puppets um they're quite grotesque kind of one step down from spitting image puppets mm-hmm. and what well, the humans are anyway so the humans are sydney sludge who's like an all-round idiot nice guy and he's always being sent on errands by his evil brother and sister. And the brother looks like a vampire and the sister literally has green skin. It's Halloween. Time to arrange my Halloween party. Brother Sydney could be very useful. I'll give him a ring. Hello, Sydney Sludge speaking. Ah, oh, Mr. Sludge. Uh, hello, it's a... Uh, it's a... Uh, uh, Mrs. Hanky from the town hall here. Just to let you know, there's a Halloween party at the town hall tonight and a competition for the best-dressed witch <laughs> and the best cat with big cash prizes. Please arrive early to help out. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I'm not a great lover of pumpkins. Oh, oh, sure. Oh, I'm sorry, I frightened you, Maxie. Oh, oh, Maxie's turned into a pumpkin. <laughs> um, it's really unsettling to look at. There's a lot of other human characters. I can't remember who they are. Um, then there are the spooks. So you've got uh, the main ones are the mum, the dad, and baby spook. And I think that these characters actually look really cute. Like, they're very cute puppets, I think. I, I actually liked them as well. I thought they were cute. I, I even kind of like how they managed to have the the opening and closing mouth with, like, there's clearly, like, a ring at, as the bottom lip so that it can move up and down with the rest of the sheet hanging off of it so they can open yeah. their mouths. I thought they were... I, I liked them as well. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was very cute. <laughs> yes, baby spook, that, that dancing skeleton is a bit spooky. <laughs> I know, let's all magic ourselves inside the toy shop. Oh, yes, and we can see if we can borrow some broomsticks. Yeah, <laughs> let's all pop in for some late night shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's my broomstick. Stick. 
Yes, baby spook, you just watch this. I'll show you how to fly on a broomstick. Oh! Very good! Very good! Oh, he's just showing off, baby spook. <laughs> we don't need a broomstick to fly. No! Just hold on to me. Oh. And then there's a few other spook characters, but the other main one is like... It's tartan. It's it's not a white sheet. It's tartan. He's got crazy eyes and teeth. (laughs) Johnny Spook? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I think it was Johnny Spook, (laughs) and he's horrendous. So scary. He's funny because his name's Johnny Spook. (laughs) (laughs) There's Mummy Spook, Daddy Spook, and Baby Spook. Johnny and Johnny Spook. He was. He had no, like he came up a couple times in the episode I watched. He had no point any time he just comes up and makes noises and he's horrible. Yeah. Oh great, more witches. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> Hello, Tommy. Have you seen Sybil Sludge? There's a lot of witches down there. <laughs> Wicked. <laughs> and the spooks sort of B plot basically has nothing to do with the humans one like and the stories as they were i didn't even understand them like it the quality is not good enough for me to grasp what's going on the the voices are i don't know it's just incomprehensible and cursed no it's haunted i think that it's a good example for why a lot of things have humans and puppets instead of human puppets <laughs> because I, i'm you're right the tartan teeth thing is horrible <laughs> but i thought they i thought the people were were horrible, horrible. don't yeah. do don't do that don't do the eyelid thing don't do the eyelid thing just it's when they make the special case for the puppet's eyeballs so they've got like a thick bit at the bottom a thick bit at the top that looks like eyelids and i i don't know why that one specifically but i fucking hate it and they also they make blemishes to make them look more realistic i'm like no don't do that yeah, don't do that it's... you're never gonna convince me they're human i i think <laughs> you got me <laughs> i think they the setup of it as well makes especially the bits with the humans in feel a a bit like EastEnders. Yes. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no you're right. You know it it's a little bit like. soap opera. It's a bit kitchen sink. Yeah. yeah. I also, the voices of all the humans bar the ones that are like literal evil The creatures. Cornish people. For whatever reason, they reminded me a lot of like my mum's side of the family and like their friends when I was growing up. They kind of sounded like that. And I'm like, well, your mum is friends with pirates. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's a seaside town. Well, it's, it's definitely Cornish, isn't it? Bottle Bay. That's how they sound, right? Yeah. Like my mum's lot from Burnham, <laughs> very landlocked. Arm, me I got a feeling in my stitching that something is wrong. Yeah, and I think I know who's really selling those tickets for the party. Which, which? <laughs> Fred, I think you ought to go and investigate. All right, Sally, love. So I went on. I tried to see if like there was any sort of cultural discourse about Spooks of Bottle Bay whatsoever. I looked on, like, Mm. Reddit threads and I searched the title on Twitter and stuff and basically it was just much older people going, they don't make them like this anymore, or who remembers this? they learned. They learned. But, like, no one... I think we might be the last people 
to know new people to, <laughs> to watch. know who yeah <laughs> we we have to keep its memory alive because it's lost media it's literally there's like a website that documents lost media in the uk mm. and speaks of bottle bay is on there because you just you simply cannot find it, it well you are good because it's horrid yeah it is so haunted and just janky and it's got a weird like feeling it's just got a weird Dinge. vibe yeah, yeah the dingy. rooms look hazy dingy people like, clearly people smoking, smoking in there, yeah. yeah they look like i mean i don't know if that's like the quality of it but like it looks like lived in and old when is it from so I'm Googling it, and the first thing it comes up with is drama series, which right. is bold. Uh, there were three seasons, and it was <clears throat> 1993. So yeah, I'm right about that. There oh. were 39 episodes. They were all 15 minutes, which is just too long. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'll be honest with you, this is the least I've watched of something doing this show. Like, I didn't finish one 15-minute episode, but because I had some very, like, hazy early childhood memories of it you know where it doesn't quite feel real um i was scared to Mm. go back and watch it because the memory of it makes me feel a bit weird so actually typing it into youtube and watching it i I didn't want to do it basically by the spooks of paul so uh i'm reading from wikipedia here it's a children's drama series shown between the years of 1993 and 1995 on citv that's recent for lost media yeah the stories behind the show were created by ian allen of button moon fame and the puppets and sets were designed by john thurtle how is it shown on citv oh it will have been itv for kids it'll be in the kids section probably but it won't have been under it won't have been when they had their own Okay. Channel. I'm with you, I'm with you. Um, yeah. So John Thurtle is kind of big in puppets. He, I think he did spitting I'm image. Big in puppets. And <laughs> Button Moon is also kind of. I've heard of Button Moon. Yeah, that's also a fairly. I think Button Moon is quite charming, actually. But it is. I do have a few friends that found it very scary. I don't know. I do. I, I, all I've got to say. I don't know why. It's nothing to do with this. I like. I like the spooks. And if. I found I found the bits with them quite sweet, and if there were no people in this mm. fucking thing, mm. if it was just the spooks, oh, a haunted seaside town that would actually be kind of cool. Yeah, but I don't need the-, the fucking people in it. I was curious <laughs> about the interpersonal drama between all of these old biddies because there's a lot of old women in it. Yeah, there women. is. I had a lovely stew last night. Made it in a cauldron. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love a Halloween party, don't you? Oh, you can't say that again. Oh, I love a Halloween party, (laughs) don't you? Oh, come along, everybody. Have your entrance money ready. I'll take your money. Sydney will give you your ticket. Yeah, Yeah, get to the back of the queue, Miss Witchy. Yes, get on your broomstick. Go on. Have your money ready, please. (laughs) And, like, they all rock up to the one. I I watched a Halloween one, and they all rock up to a Halloween party. And the way they're interacting, I was like, I'm actually curious about the relationship between these women, because it seems like it would be interesting, but I'm not going to watch more. It felt like haunted Doc Martin. Yeah, it did. Uh, yeah, seaside like, town, yeah. mystery, old people. Something I will <laughs> say for this show is it feels. I mean, sometimes this is it's good for a show to be like this, and sometimes it makes it feel like 
you've uncovered something that you shouldn't be watching. And this is the latter. It feels lived in. Mm. Like the first yeah. episode throws you in. Like that is the Halloween one. Oh. And it, yeah. What? And it, it, it pushes you in there and you're like, I actually feel like I shouldn't be watching this. This feels like I'm on my 18th episode or something because I, I feel like I definitely should know the drama between this old dude with the orange and purple mask on and everyone else in this town because he everyone in this town is like oh if you've planned this party something dodgy's up and i'm like what's happened it feels like the weird film that like starts playing in a horror film that you're like this is creepy i shouldn't be watching this and the fact that it exists in real life and i can watch it makes me feel like something bad is about to happen to me does that make yeah, sense? It feels like it doesn't like you. Yeah. I actually have a sim I had a similar feeling when I was watching Fest Festin? Festin, yeah. Yeah. There's a similar like a brilliant, brilliant film. Brilliant film, but a general unwelcoming vibe. Yes. <laughs> and it's similar to this. I don't know why. Maybe it's the colours. Uh, it just made yeah. me feel unwelcome. Yeah, I yeah. It feels older than the 90s. Oh, it feels, I yes. was like, oh, have you asked? I was going to ask if you've asked your parents about it, but if it's from the 90s. They won't have watched no. it. No. I mean, my mum has seen it because right. we well, had yeah, the, because we had this weird VHS of it, but, um, it, fe- it feels like something from the 60s. It's like rainbow era. Does anyone know how you got hold of that VHS? I wonder where it is now. Tip. Watch me. What? I mean, it's funny, but if you want to be creepy and haunting and possessed, you need to be a bit more interesting. <laughs> well, no one's going to watch you all the way through. Come on. <laughs> no, that haunted episode has been lost forever, so we'll never be haunted by it. It's impossible. No, yeah, I I maintain that's why nothing exists anymore. Mm? What? Excuse me. What? No, sorry, I maintain that's why none of the F- none of it's lost. That's why. Oh, okay. Because someone went fuck this. <laughs> this, is, this is this is why this show is why nothing exists. What you need to do is <laughs> is research how many people this show was driven to insanity. Because it cannot be overstated how boring this is. It is pretty boring. Like we're making it sound more interesting mm. than it is. It's actually really. Boring. It, uh, yeah, the thing is, uh, the vibe of the show and the way it looks is creepy. But what happens is very boring i couldn't get any grasp on the story no uh my my the one i watched was fairly simple we didn't all watch different episodes i'm guessing but the one i watched was person wants money so tricks town to going to a halloween party there is no actual halloween party they find out ghosts in background set up halloween party that's it okay (laughs) i'll be honest with you that could have been the episode I watched, but I had such a, so little a grasp on what was going on that I I was kind of just watching shapes and colours. And really muted, hazy ones at yeah. that. Inside the houses was dire. Ugh. Like, I, I, was, oh, I was really right. surprised. Yeah, the streets were actually, you were right, it's kind of, I don't know, kitsch and yeah, cute. I, I liked, and, yeah. But the inside is like... So do you remember when we were looking for a flat to stay in and... You two found a place on Zoopla or whatever, and you said, this place has terrifying decor. And I was like, what do you mean? Oh, yeah. And, yeah. You, and you sent me this listing, and it was terrifying decor. It was like an old woman moved in in the 50s and died there. Was this the one with the 
oven in a fireplace <laughs> so you'd like have to bend down to cook because it was like they'd pushed the oven into the alcove for a fireplace like and it had ah! like horrible like threadbare floral armchairs with doilies over the oh it was yeah, it was so scary the cupboards had the like on elastic yeah. kind of fabric hangings over them in the kitchen yeah. that you like push to one side oh if there's anything all three of us are afraid of it's doilies and we and we did inquire actually did we <laughs> <laughs> so my my grandma lived in a living room like this and she was a heavy smoker and uh she also had one of those disgusting electric fire yeah. great things yeah. yeah this show reminds me of that room yeah it, it reminds me of my nan well my Pingling nan's house yellow was, wallpaper yeah my nan's house when i was younger because they did change some stuff but like there are certain vibes i'm like yep <laughs> that's that's their house because the smoking i don't know why it feels so much like people smoke in this tiny model town <laughs> like, <laughs> it's in a bottle that is like sealed with a cork they're going to die <laughs> Oh, thank you for calling, Mrs. Hanky. Oh, a Halloween party with big cash prizes. Oh, I like the sound of that. I shall make sure I win them all. Ah, now I've got to make myself look like a witch. Oh, it's going to be difficult. I tried to find any literature on this and i couldn't like just anything like reviews whatever and the fact Google that Scholar. yeah well the fact that i couldn't made me feel worse about it it was like yeah. does this exist in my brain like i'd yeah not happy as i said at the beginning all of this is a solipsistic nightmare yeah i do quite like the intro yeah i i like the intro the intro was fun now nah, there's nothing on google scholar either great <laughs> doesn't exist mate it doesn't, it exist. doesn't exist everything's like spooky north carolina <laughs> Right, happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. Halloween. Sorry that mine was shit. <laughs> it's fine. But it was... we highly recommend going through the existential crisis of Spooks of Bottle Bay and, you know, the, the fun of... Uh, the if you really, really want to feel spooky on Halloween, watch it. <laughs> it's not good, but watch it. Keep your lights on. Yeah. <laughs> right, happy Halloween, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at thoughts underscore underscore TV. Instagram at Thoughts TV, but the O is a zero. And you can email us at ThoughtsTV2002 at gmail.com. And you can also subscribe for bonus content. Wherever you're listening, there should be a link. Just click it and you'll get more content when we get around to making it. Are we doing another Halloween episode? I think we are. I think we're going to do, um, what's it called? Grizzly Tales for Gruesome Kids. Yes. So get keen. Okay. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.